Hey. Hi. Welcome <laughs> to Paranormally Blonde. Um, we're a little different tonight, as you can see. Yeah. One, I have a partner sitting next to me. This yeah. is Jen. This is my friend Jen, and she is part of Soul Sisters Paranormal. Um, I have been road tripping, so this is what you get tonight because, the, yeah, this is just what you get tonight. Um, I've been in six states in three days. So uh, <clears throat> I am, I've landed here in Tennessee and uh, I am at the amazing historic Scott County jail with Miranda and Chris and Jen and my sister is in the background. Hey, Danny. Um, so we just thought it'd be fun to do the live here tonight, right? And we're going to yeah. talk about some fun stuff um, that we have going on and maybe discuss a little bit of our investigation that we're going to do tonight here in the haunted jail. I'm so excited. Jen has not done it either, really. So this is kind of her first yeah, investigation. Yeah, first for me too. So. Yeah. Kind of exciting. So how have you been, Dee? I haven't really talked to you because I've been on the go. I know. And it's I've been, been sitting here fun. chomping at the bit to find out what you guys have been up to. It's really exciting to me. And I wish I was there, but next time. <laughs> next time. Yes. I wished you were here too. Um, well, I showed you before, but I got this. This is yeah. A, this is an Ohio mood ring that I bought at a rest stop in Ohio. You've got to buy fun stuff along the way, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, my sister and I started out Saturday morning from Detroit and uh, we drove through Ohio, Pennsylvania and headed down to West Virginia. And we had an amazing night uh, with a paranormal hangout with Get Haunted uh, at the Heyman house. And yeah. uh, we got to get her on because first of all, the owner of the home, Teresa, is a lovely, lovely soul. She's just amazing. And the house is Super cool. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Three stories, great, yeah. you know, and amazing stories within its walls. And yeah. uh, had some very interesting things happen there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw a picture with you in a mirror. Yeah, I, I did some scrying, but as I was discussing with Miranda, she kind of thought it was a cross between scrying and human pendulum, I think she used. Oh. That. So I'm gonna have to, learn to bring her in and find out. Yeah, right. <laughs> a little bit. It was it was a very interesting thing. I I chose not to stare at myself in the mirror because I <laughs> yeah. tend to see something else if you're staring. Right, it's just gonna happen. So yeah. I decided to throw in a Reiki session, and um, I don't know what happened. It was a very unique pulling my forehead in, and uh, you know you can kind of feel when you're about to touch something, right? Yeah. Yeah, that feeling was not there. It was almost as if I was going to put my head into water or right through the mirror and just be somewhere else. It was very odd. Yeah. And I'm not sure how long I was in it. Um, oh, was anybody? Yeah, Rob is on here. Rob, um, I don't know if you noticed how long I did that for. I kind of just lost track of time when I was doing it. Um, mm, yeah, that's was interesting, like cool. a little bit of a time slip too. Yeah, it was a very interesting thing. So uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to decide how I want to write my experiences at Heyman. Yeah. Do I vlog it or do I do post? I don't know. Both. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, both. He says about 15 minutes. I did not feel like <gasps> I was standing there for 15 wow. minutes. So. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And he was, he was the one that was taking the pictures. I had no idea he was walking around me. Wow. Ooh, interesting. So uh, it was a good time. So hello to everybody on the side. Travis, hello, Danny. And of course, my sister sitting over there is on here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rob, of course, and uh, Michael is here. Um, all right. So let's just get started. Yeah. There they are. There's the other two that are sitting here. Chris and Randa, thank you so much for, it. first of all, hosting us here at your yeah. amazing jail this location guy you you can't eat 
first of all, everybody just get in your cart, just suck it up get in your <laughs> and do a big mini adventure. Seriously, it's fine. And honestly, as we drove from the north down, gas gets cheaper. So oh, put that in your back there's pocket. an incentive for sure. <laughs> you know, just do it. Just come on down. This location is completely worth it. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, this is great. So we're, we're, you know, you guys have been like working hard to get your summer kind of going right with, with the jail. So what do you guys have coming up here at the historic, sorry, historic uh, Scott County jail, anything exciting and new? Well, absolutely. I mean, we're always putting up something exciting and new. So uh, um, for July, we've actually going to um, have some interesting ghost walks and um, some interesting flashlight tours. We're going to call it red, white, and boo and uh, different uh, things like that. We're going to have some uh, fun and games here at the jail on July 3rd and 4th. We'll be posting all of that information. Um, but we've started up our ghost walks again as well through the town of Huntsville. So just a lot of exciting things going on here. Um, we've been hosting school kids for the last three weeks uh, during our general admission tours. So great kids um, from, from different uh, su summer camps that have been going on. So just a lot of fun things that are going on down here. Oh. Yeah, we just added uh, we just added our July calendar up today, actually, because we've got three more ghost walks scheduled for this month. And people were like, oh, we got to get down there for July because we're not here in June. So so we've got uh, July, August and a couple of flashlight tours all the way through September scheduled. But we'll be putting more stuff up uh, here over the next week as well. Mm -hmm. So on your flashlight tours, I'm curious um, when somebody comes and does that, do does anybody after the fact say, you know what, I got to book an investigation. I need more. Yeah, mostly they graduate up to um, a public ghost hunt, okay. which Miranda and I will lead. Obviously, Miranda, Ghost Biker Exploration, and myself from Soul Sisters Paranormal. Um, so we actually lead those. We bring our tools out. Um, it's a, it's a three-hour uh, tour and investigation with us. And we go throughout the jail. It's very intimate. So we only allow um, eight people to come in with us. And um, it, it's so that's usually what they gravitate up to or graduate up to. And then some of them do go ahead and book their, their private paranormal investigation after that. Yeah. When we do the flashlight tour, so those aren't full immersive ghost hunts. Okay. So what we do on the flashlight tour is we give you a in-depth, intimate tour of the jail talking about not just the history, but also the paranormal claims. Okay. We do a little tiny mini session upstairs, which kind of gives folks a little bit of a taste to kind of entice them to do that. Okay. And then with the ghost hunt, like, like Dr. Sumner said, it's, it's a full immersive ghost hunt we encourage people to bring their tools we have some tools here that people can use and um, you know typically we'll investigate for two hours with them and if they so choose to go off on their own they'll get an hour to go off by themselves okay that's awesome wow. do, you, do you have any questions like i'm here so what what is something you would like to know from the ladies about this location well i'm wondering have you guys already been doing some investigation since you got there not yet not yet Tonight. No, yeah. Tonight, I mean, we did the tour. They took us on the amazing museum tour, and I highly recommend it. They're very knowledgeable. They are really smooth in their in their um, presentation. I mean, do you expect anything less from these two? Right. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, they they it's such a it's such an easy flow, which I wouldn't think would be easy in a in a location like this, right? Because you're talking about a jail, and and you know, you're going upstairs and these little rooms that you're going into, but they've got it down and, you know, they've got so many amazing pieces of history, newspapers, pictures, um, and they, they truly know this location in and out. I mean, what do you, what do you think is your most active room or active spirit? 
Um, we think, I mean, for, well, for me personally, I do believe it's the spirit of Richard Ellis. Uh, he was a sheriff that was killed right outside our front door in August of 1925. He was also a Baptist preacher. And uh, mm-hmm. so we have a lot of responses when we play religious music, especially Amazing Grace. Um, we start to get a lot of activity on the REM pods, on the K2 meters. Um, we hear a lot of whistling. Um, that's something that started here within the last month or two. Mm-hmm. Whistling has become extremely prevalent here. Humming um, has become prevalent here. So for me, I think Richard Ellis is probably our most dominant spirit. Um, but, you know, the, the history of the jail, it runs from 1904 up until 2008. So a lot of history, a lot of longevity there with regard to the inmates that have passed through here and, and the jailers and sheriffs as well. And so, um, you know, we've got a lot of different claims and a lot of different haunts and a lot of different spirits. Yeah. And in the different rooms, I mean, each room can have, you know, multiple types of activity just because with each administration, the, the rooms changed. So, you know, so you may have a room down here that was originally the jailer's quarters, but it was also uh, an area where, you know, when we had some of the lynchings here, where some of the most aggressive activity took place at the door. We also, though, it was also a women's cell at the time. You know, our gift shop was once the kitchen. It was also medical and an interrogation room. Second floor was once maximum security. Now it's trustees. So, the activity varies from time to time. And just because you get something that may not kind of fit what the room is like right now, doesn't mean that it's off. The rooms just had multi multi purposes. Wow. Huh. That's, that's an interesting point. Cause I never thought about that, you know, because the, the places they keep remodeling and moving things around. And so you might get a ghost that seems out of place, exactly. but they're actually not. <clears throat> I never even thought about that. That's really interesting. Huh? Yeah, it's it's a very, um, you know, when I first came in here um, and we started the tour, you know, there was a couple places that I just felt a little off and not like I just little swimmy, maybe a little heavy headed. Um, but then we ate and right now I feel better. So I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was low blood sugar or if it, it was, was a spirit of low yeah. blood sugar. I, I'm not quite sure yet. Well, I will, you know, I'll work on that tonight, but um, I feel much better here. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, a good trigger item here is food and sweets, especially. So, you know, you never know. You might be channeling. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, and I'll, Somebody may be <laughs> that's right. Well, and hang, listen, I feel that we, the hangry thing we got in common here. Um, so it will be, I think, you know, I'm not quite sure. I was trying to, on the tour, I was trying to get a feel of like, what would be a good challenge for me? I think after some of my experiences at Heyman house, um, I'm just kind of curious, you know, now I'm in a completely different setting, you know, and, and some of the stuff that was happening at Heyman, uh, was very personal. And so now I'm like, now I'm here. Right. Like, and I really, um, uh, this morning I struggled a little bit about feeling very vulnerable after Heyman house, um, and not in any kind of bad way, but just really kind of did some things that I'm not used to doing in front of people and, and sort of sharing in how I work. And so doing that, and especially in this paranormal hangout situation, right. It was just a few of us, um, like I kind of, I feel a little different coming here right now. So I'm curious how that's going to either enhance or change how I investigate or if, if it will be similar at all, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I almost feel like sometimes when you investigate multiple places in a close time, you yeah. know, that things do carry over. And I almost feel like the more you're doing it, the more it enhances your experience and you end up like having an easier time making contact, if that makes sense. 
don't yeah. know if you guys find that also. Yeah, mm -hmm. you guys invest in, and here's the thing, you know, and I appreciate that very much, Rob. I, you know, for me, I don't get to investigate as much, right, as I would like to. I watch, you know, everybody that I watch on social media, and there's really barely a weekend that they're not out there yeah. doing their jobs as investigators. And I don't do that. I, you know, I'm sort of once or twice a year with my sisters, you know, one comes in or I go visit one and we do an investigation. So yeah. I'm not inundated in this, you know, every weekend or yeah. every month even, right? So this is kind of, this is going to be a lot. This is going to either going to be like a wedding letdown, like after this week, you know, I'm going to be like really disappointed that I don't have anything coming up right, like immediately, or yeah. it's going to be a, a real eye-opening experience. I'm not quite sure which way it's going to go. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to find out. <laughs> well, right. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about that. Um, yeah. So, you know, doing some experiments here, you guys, like what is something with all the investigators that have been through, like, what is something that you're like, what's your best thing that you find investigators get? Is it, is it EVPs? Is it, you know, doing something more on like an EDI box or REM pod? What do you feel? Um, honestly, the, the disembodied voices that we've captured here, not just ourselves, but also the other investigative teams who have come um, to me have been some of the best uh, I, I mean, I've, we've been doing this for almost a decade now and been to some of the most haunted locations, but we have captured and some other teams have captured some great EVPs here. Um, and it really runs the gamut. We've got disembodied voices. We've got shadow figures. We've got footsteps. I mean, we've had great examples of footsteps, door slamming, mm -hmm. um, you know, as I said before, the whistling and the humming. So I, I think for me, I'd say the EVPs are, are really outstanding here. Yeah, I mean, they are very, very good, um, especially disembodied voices. Um, I'd probably have to say the shadow figures. And I don't know if it's just because, and, and then also full body apparitions. I mean, we see a lot of full body apparitions in reflections. So, and what I mean by that is from like the articles and, and frames we have on the wall, you can be looking at those and you'll see somebody standing behind you. Um, so I don't know if the, if I feel that I see that more just because I'm here all the time mm -hmm. or if they're just more prevalent, but we see those a lot and people get them in a lot of pictures and videos. Do you feel like your activity has increased since like when you opened it and the experiences you were having to everybody coming through doing investigations, you're there all the time. Do you feel like the activity has like the energy has built from all that? Yeah, I think the energy's always been here, honestly. I mean, from the moment that Miranda and I got the keys to this location, we've had experiences. And, um, you know, it, it just never fails to let us down. I mean, okay. you know, you'll, there'll be times as a location owner, we'll be talking to, to each other and just like, please let the teams have a good night tonight or something like that. And honestly, almost it, the jail almost never disappoints. I'm going to knock on wood right now, but, yeah. um, you know, there's Seriously. always there. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, but it just seems like there's always something here, whether it be a disembodied voice or a door slam, or as Miranda said, a shadow figure that zips across upstairs or something like that. Um, and a lot of the investigators to Miranda's point have personal experiences here, whether it be a reflection in, in one of our pictures or feeling touched. We've gotten that a lot lately, especially female investigators. So um, I think, I mean, it's, it's just always here, ladies. I know. And it, you know, it, it may be quiet sometimes on the investigations, but usually, you know, to, to Christy's point, usually they get something. And so, you know, obviously if they're sitting there watching the page and they see a picture get ripped off the wall and thrown four and a half feet, 
I mean, that's not an everyday occurrence here. Um, you know, the team that is here, we've had two teams here over the last three days. And, uh, you know, one of them had a little bit of a quieter night, still had some subtleties that happened. Well, then the next night people were getting uh, tapped on the head. They were seeing shadow figures. Um, they were having the doors open and uh, they were able to capture the doors opening and slamming. So even though it can be quiet sometimes, there's a lot, still a lot of subtleties that happen. Mm -hmm. And a seasoned investigator can really appreciate that and know that, you know, that's kind of more the norm, but it's usually always something. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Treat. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, like, I'd like to spend some time alone in some area of, yeah, the, yeah. of the jail um, to see if, right, like, First of all, I mean, again, I've never done a jail and or a prison situation. This will be my first. Um, so, you know, some of the things that I've heard, like them talk about voices hearing in the stairwell, you know, you've got a, the steps going up kind of like a lighthouse, very similar. Um, so can I sit there by myself if they were on the third floor and wait for the voice? Can I be in a di different part of this? I don't know. Like right now I feel all good and like I can do, I, I'm going to be bright. What about you? How do you think? Jen's just sitting here. She's my date tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you thinking? I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. <laughs> yeah. So um, just the evidence that uh, Miranda and Christy shared as of late, um, it's been phenomenal. Yeah. So I'm really excited to get in and see what's going to happen. She's fun. To, she is a lot of fun to investigate with. Like I got to do post down with her. Yeah. And um, this is going to be, I think a great night. And then, yeah. you know, my sister's over there. We're like, I'm sorry. We're first of all, I'm sitting next to somebody. So I was that kid in school. that got in trouble. You can't put me next to anybody. My sister's in there getting M&Ms or something out of, and I can hear it. And so going on. Um, yeah, I think like to be in this situation, you know, you, it feels so, it feels so good. And you're like, Oh, this is going to be great, but it's daytime right? Still light outside. Um, and I think kind of when the town quiets down a little bit, right, then suddenly, you know, everything kind of, I think, opens up here. That's kind of the impression I get. And so, um, yeah. yeah. And I think, Dehu, you're, you're mentioning the the uh, clear EVP from the drunk tank, and that is definitely one area. There's some sad stories from that drunk tank. So uh, that is one area that I would like to sit in as well. So, yeah. yeah, I'm curious to know how quiet, like you, it's a small town. It's like what the population is, what, 2,000? 200 right? and something here. 200. Yeah, it's small. <laughs> oh, <and I'm> <laughs> oh yeah. wow. So everybody like, they just go home and that's it. And it's quiet. There's no traffic. That's ideal for investigating too, that it's so quiet. <laughs> Yeah, there you are know, some because, nights, I mean, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry. There, I mean, there are some nights where we are close to Brimstone, which is a an ATV park. Um, but, you know, sometimes they'll come, you know, roaring through. But that's not the that's not the norm. Typically, it's very quiet. Uh, and, you know, it's a really good place to investigate because of that. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been to so many places where there's so much noise outside that it's impossible. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and honestly, I think driving in as well from, you know, we started out um, Sunday morning or whatever, late Sunday morning from West Virginia. So I've, I've kind of been driving in not very populated areas the last couple of days. Um, and, you know, when you're coming in from Kentucky and, and then you're driving into Tennessee, I mean, you're in the mountains and you're just kind of like, so it's that you kind of, you know, when you're driving on a road, you don't realize how enveloped you really are in, in yeah these sorts of, of, you know, the geography here. So it's going to be dark here. <laughs> you 
Does it feel very spiritual? Like I always hear about, I've never been in that area of the country at all. So like in my mind, I feel like it's very spiritual and like you kind of like a whole different vibe, right? Is it? Well, when you say spiritual, I mean, it's very religious. No, I mean more, more like um, you just feel history in the wind kind oh. of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Movement that's not there. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. No, yeah. don't feel it. It's like yeah. being here in the Appalachian Mountains, it has its own sort of feel when it comes to the spirits and that sort of thing, because this area is very different from that. It's very, it's rooted very traditionally. Um, you know, so it's uh it does have a different feel, especially when you kind of get back in the we're very rural here anyways, but when you get even further back in the mm -hmm. rural areas, you can definitely definitely feel the spiritualism. Right. Yeah. Like, like I imagine like Faye and like all the elementals and like, is that, do they talk about that a lot in the area? Is that known? You know, people who kind of think like us, you know, a little bit, they do. Um, but, you know, to, um, to Sarah's point, there is the religious aspect, right? I mean, we're not only the buckle of the Bible Belt, that little thing in the buckle, that's <laughs> that's really what this is right now, the Scott County. Um, I mean, we can look outside the door here and, and see three churches. Wow. Um, so, you know, you do have that aspect, but, um, you know, if, if you talk about Bigfoot or talk about phase or something like that, uh, you know, th there are people that will have that discussion with you, but um, for the most part, um, it's just kind of those that come in, like, you know, Sarah or those that are other investigators. Yeah, so they must love my Jeep with all the Bigfoot garb all over it. Yeah. <laughs> they know where you're going. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, be in revival next week. That's right. It's okay. Um, and the cool thing is, too, so part of this little tour that kind of went from, I'm coming to see the, my gals here in Tennessee because you just have to, and then Jen came in from Florida, which this is mm -hmm. just, this is a complete treat. Um kind of turned into this side trip to West Virginia, which was amazing to this jail tonight. Um, we're going to go do a day tour, I believe, of the Brushy Mountain mm -hmm. prison. So I'm so excited to finally, uh, it's like it's like placing a person with a name finally, right? I get to meet this being that they all talk about. Yeah. So, um, and then on Wednesday night, um, staying in the uh, uh, abandoned utopian village of Rugby. Oh, oh, yeah, you would love this, Dee Dee. It is all Victorian homes. Uh, so it was this utopian that was set up by an author. And um, I, of course, I don't remember his name. Ladies, if you Henry, Henry Thomas, Hughes. Thomas, Hughes. Thomas Hughes, not even right, not even close. Um, so whoever Henry is, I apologize. Um, if this was Wordle, you do. That's right. Don't even try Wordle. It's not even Wordle. you are staying in is, is uh, Sir Henry's. Oh, it is. So. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Henry. Um, Rob, is that weird? I just since our the the Heyman House, this whole name's coming to me. Maybe this is something new for me. Um, but it's it, it was abandoned. But there are people living in the town, and if you build any new homes on the properties in this town of Rugby, they must conform to the Victorian. Style. So you, like this is your place, Dee Dee. Yeah, I should be living there. <laughs> you should absolutely, absolutely uh, live there. So, um, but so we're gonna stay um, at the uh, Newberry, House. Newberry House, and it, it is. So this is not necessarily a, a town that is set up for paranormal investigators. They do come. So this is not necessarily a place that investigators sort of right. It's not a, booked all the time with it. This is just a abandoned town. And these homes are open to rent and, you know, 
I don't know, maybe it's a little hidden gem. I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a British town. It has a, a British theme to it. And so so they do all kinds of really cool things throughout the year. They have a British car show, British motorcycle show. They had the Maypole sitting out front tonight. Um, so it's a lot of things like that. They've got, uh, they have tea parties there. Um, it's it's really cool. They'll dress up in the Victorian garb. So they have oh, stuff like all throughout the year, um, you know, that's just, just really fascinating you know so it's it's a different kind of it's a different kind of community uh they do some really unique things just based on you know how they were built so maybe this is this is how we get you here and you can stay for a while right you can rent you won't get me to leave <laughs> home and, and we'll do this little utopian town and then you can do the jail yeah. and there are all sorts of um amazing little cemeteries that I'm hoping to take a little oh, yeah. look at here and there that I'll are throughout. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, you know, this is going to be a lot of different locations for, you know, for a short amount of time. And um, I, I just, I think just that whole, I'm kind of bubbling up. I'm not going to lie. Like it's kind of, um, it's exciting and it's exciting yeah. to, to get to do it with amazing people. Um, as we were driving in today, my sister sort of pointed out that, we started off with investigating with the guys and now we're going to investigate with the ladies and there's going to be a little, we're going to, we're going to see who did it better. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Is there really any, no come on. there's no question. Right? Ladies, for sure. <laughs> um, what else, like what else do you want to know about this? Like amazing area. Anything that comes to your well, mind? I want to know, did you go out to eat at a restaurant there and what's it like? So I did. I was taken to one of their favorite little places called Brooks General Store. Oh. Amazing. I had a cheeseburger, of course. <laughs> I think most of us did. I think most of us were chowing down. Uh, Miranda got her fried bologna sandwich. I'm a Polak. Gotta love fried bologna or else you're not a Polak. I've never heard of it. Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> delicious. I've <laughs> never heard of that. <laughs> it is amazing. Um, so it was a, it, this, this location is has so much stuff. I believe Miranda, you said it was a fourth generation owner. Yeah. Um, and she's a lovely, lovely person named Tiffany and um, sweet little girl was working there. Uh, you know, I just, when I come to the South, I just forget, like, I'm just a sucker for Southern hospitality. I'm just not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I, there's just something about coming to places and people are just thank you and smile. And yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been, so yeah, we gotta. Go I want to go someplace where people are nice. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you need to come here, come on in rugby and eat bologna. That's and right. Become a southerner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be a something new experience yeah. for me. Or at least do it for a week. Do it for yeah. a week. Leave. Yeah, you won't want to leave. Tennessee is an amazing, an amazing state, and I mean, I just that. Yeah, I'm not here long enough. Once again, but it's seven hours. So once again, I'm just going to tell you guys, get in your freaking cars buy some cheap ass snacks. I don't know. Go to the dollar store. Like that's, we filled up coolers. Right. And just come on down and make the trip. Um, it was seven, it's seven hours for me from Detroit, which is not a bad, it's just not a bad travel. I, when we made this plan, I, you know, I said, let's try West Virginia first. I, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was like only a couple hours from here. I didn't realize that it was seven hours to West Virginia, five hours to Tennessee, and then seven hours back home. So the pro flies. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't seem that bad. Uh, so we'll be getting, you know, probably over 1200 miles in this trip, but wow. um, you know, we're trying to be smart about the gas and the food. I, I'm trying to take notes We're we're kind of noting how, how anybody can do, paranormal this summer. I mean, look, it's, it's hard. We've talked about this gas food, like it, it, it hurts, it hits, 
Um, but, you know, we also don't want to hit these sorts of businesses. You know, we don't want to forget about them. And, and I promise you, there are things we don't need in our daily lives that we pay for. <laughs> and it, when this stuff is doesn't, if it doesn't survive, you're going to be sad. You will regret that. So, you know, these are things that I would do all day long to keep these things going because these people are amazing. And um, yeah, so get in your cars, just come, just do it. Just come do it. Uh, what else? Like, what well, I, well, somebody had mentioned, do you think you'll do the Estes method? Do you guys have, you're going to do that? Oh, yeah. I'd be curious. That's one of my favorites as well. Yeah, we'll definitely do that tonight. Um, I think you mentioned doing it in the drunk tank. Absolutely. Um, there's a couple of little rooms that we don't allow the general public to go into that we're going to crack open and uh, allow the ladies tonight to sit in there for a little bit. Um, so that could be kind of interesting because they had <laughs> they had different purposes as well. And um, so, yeah, some different experiments we're going to try tonight. You know, it's great because, you know, we can obviously be here. Um, if we need to extend to tomorrow night, we may try a little bit different um, stuff tomorrow night as well. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm going to, is anybody willing to come pick me up and drive my car back? Like, <laughs> I will pay if somebody wants. I'm going to be like exhausted come, you know, Thursday, Friday and be like, I can't, I can't come home. <laughs> Just going to have to stay and sleep for a while. Um, yeah, I think. The Estes method, although I don't think I'm, that's just not something that seems to work for me very well. Um, it didn't, wasn't super great for me, even at the Heyman house. It's not, it doesn't seem to, I don't know, maybe. So I'm not, I, I'm, but I definitely like sitting in the quiet in these, you know, certain areas and just kind of, um, yeah. yeah. Like I noticed, um, investigating on Saturday that really not a ton of equipment was used. I mean, yeah, you've set up the REM pads or something so you can hear if something right breaks those barriers while you're in another room. Um, but it was all, uh, it was all recording. So, you know, it's, it is kind of nice and I haven't taken a lot of pictures or I haven't really done a lot of documenting uh, photography wise because, you know, I've noticed this trip, even driving and stuff, you know, it's just about Ben being in this moment, in this moment, what is going on around me. And I feel that's worked for me. I feel that um, things that have been happening, things that I'm experiencing seem a little bit more um, I don't know, enhanced. I don't, I don't really like, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but you know, I think we just lose ourselves. We've talked about this. We lose ourselves with too much equipment, right? We're busy setting it up. We're busy yeah. batteries and you know, what's going off. And then as you're looking, what's going off, maybe you're missing something around you, you know? So yeah. yeah. And maybe I'll walk around with these girls and just, maybe I'll document what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Just you got to snap some pictures for me, though, because, you know, that's my thing. And there's something about I agree with you. I like to sit very quietly and just sit in an area and kind of wait for them to come to me and not force things. Mm -hmm. But I love to just take pictures like I anytime I go, I take like probably 400 pictures. Then it's like, oh, <laughs> I have 400 <laughs> pictures, right. but I can't help it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. as you know, that's kind of my lucky spot. Yeah. So. I'm hoping for pictures. <laughs> I will, yeah. And I'll take you on a little, um, I don't want to carry anything around here while I'm doing the show, but I will do some, I'll walk around with you so you can see what, where we're at. And, um, I, you know, I, and, and I guess that's the other thing, like the pictures are great. And when investigators share with you from the jail, I think it's great, but it 
it actually it does not give you the correct representation about what you're going to be in when you're here. This is this is actually very different than I had envisioned in my head, right? Like just from how they would talk about what they were doing, or you know things that I've seen on from other investigators, and I kind of came in going, not what I thought at all. <laughs> like from the, from for the first moment you walked into the to the door, yeah, yeah. said, well, this is different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, pictures don't do things justice sometimes. Mm. No, that's that is um, that's for sure. And I think, again, you just you have to be immersed in this. And because I've never done a jail or prison, you know, this is, I think, a good this is a good segue into that, I think. Oh, definitely. Um, let's see. D. Hoot saying keep an eye on Sally. Yeah. You know, Sally, uh, she walked around with us and there she was a little hesitant. Mm -hmm. And even Jen's like, I think she's she's seeing something. Mm -hmm. um, and she does. I don't know. I'm curious. She has kind of a crazy little meow that she does. And I'm wondering if that's a different meow for when she's seeing something or, you know, I don't know. Kind of interesting though. That is interesting. Yeah, really, mm. really Maybe to have the cat lead you because I do believe that they, I mean, mm -hmm. does the cat seem to go and stick to a certain area or? Yeah, there, there are those she'll avoid. She does not go up to the third floor by herself at all. Huh. Um, even if there's one person, she's very hesitant to go mm -hmm. up. Now, if a group goes up, like when the five of us went up today, she will tag along, but she's very reluctant to do so. She'll meow the whole way, kind of begrudgingly. <laughs> all right, I'm coming, I'm coming. Um, but uh, yeah, so she, she seemed to be pretty sensitive. Uh, she knows where she wants to go and definitely where she doesn't. Mm -hmm. And what are the, can we talk about what goes on on the third floor? Like what are the rumors of, or the experiences people have had up there? Uh, well, the third floor is maximum security. So, um, but of course at, at one time, the second floor was as well. So it's kind of interesting because it seems like she doesn't really care for the kitchen on the second floor. And um, now I will say yesterday uh, when I was here by myself, uh, she did like going up there with me just because I don't know if it was a protection type thing. She went the whole time, stayed there when I was working in a cell, she laid down in the cell, you know, so she was, she's fine like that. But in general, she does, that's an irregularity, you know, um, but we have had more aggressive type activity. Not when I say aggressive, uh, it's a more emotional area up there on the third floor because that's where the inmates who were lynched, where most of them were taken out from. Okay. So, um, you know, so you've got just that intense activity up there. So up there we get shadow figures. Um, footsteps are extremely prevalent. Um, I know Miranda was here with the team uh, and she was giving them the historical walkthrough before their investigation. And she said they heard great uh, footsteps walking around. Um, I've heard disembodied voices clear some of the best disembodied voices I've ever heard. Um, I've heard up there while I'm here by myself. Um, and just extremely clear. So door slamming is extremely prevalent as well, as well as K2s and REM pods. Um, we, Miranda and I were here the other night, which was the anniversary of one of our lynchings from the jail. And we just had this amazing REM pod experience where we had a REM pod in one cell and then another REM pod in the cell right beside it. And they were both going off on command and they turn off on command, turn on and turn off. We were doing some different experiments with it. And I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen REM pods behave like that before. So some different things happen here that um, are, are very unique to the jail. Yeah, we were kind of exper uh, experimenting with some sound frequencies. And so when we would play a certain sound uh, or a certain frequency that's known for spirit communication, instantly within seconds after what we played, 
both REM pods at the same time were going off. And so, of course, when we stopped, there was a little bit of a lag, but then they stopped. And it, it did it three different times while we played that frequency. So, I mean, it just, just a, I don't know, it was something different that I've never experienced before. Wow. Yeah. We were also getting those knocks Yeah, when we were on command after we played that frequency. Wow. Was it, Rob's asking, was it 19 megahertz? Did um, I say that right? No, 963. The, the God frequency. Yeah. 963. Oh. So I'm curious in something like this, you know, if I were to try and Maureen, I noticed it, it's, it's not that I'm not great at meditation, meditation that I can do. I cannot envision myself. Um, so it, it's, it's different for me. Um, it's, I, I actually just know it, it's, it's not about, for me, it's just not about envisioning. Med, hypnotize, I don't know that I can be hypnotized. That might be a little different, but I'm curious in this setting how something like a Reiki would work. Um, and I'm curious if they would be curious about it. Again, it's not a home situation, right? It's not, it's not a, I mean, this is not a, comf I mean, it's comfortable, but it's not a place of comfort, right? This is, this is, a jail. So would they be curious about what was going on um, if I were to Reiki someone? I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And Didi, not to interrupt, but yes, I mean, this jail is, and like I said, I, I, I've been to so many different locations around the country. This is probably one of the most intelligent locations as far as responses. Um, they know they'll, they'll respond to what you're wearing. Um, they'll mention, you know, your clothing, they'll mention events that are going on. Um, you know, you'll, uh, you'll hear things that are in response, direct response <laughs> to what you're asking. So extremely intelligent and extremely aware of, of what's going on. So the fact that, that you'll try Reiki, I think they, they'd be very interested in that. Wow. Are they still taking things from you? Because I know when you guys first got into the place that you would have missing items. Did they ever return and are they still taking stuff from you? They have not returned. Uh, we were talking about that earlier today. Um, so the very the, the first couple of weeks we were in here, um, Miranda actually found a, uh, a razor blade that was taped up under a, a little ledge that had been essentially contraband. Um, that is missing. A pair of scissors is missing. A pair of, uh, I mean, a pane of glass from a picture frame is okay. missing. 11 by 14. How does that go? Glass is just gone. It's gone. <laughs> and we have yet to find it. And um, so, I mean, then the pair of scissors that we had were like this, and they had red handles on it. Yeah. No red so, handles. So, so what is our theory here? Let's just talk about this for a second. Sure. We got some time. <laughs> we're locked up. Yeah. We're not going in. <laughs> um, Let's talk about this for a second. What is our theory here about items going missing? Do we feel they go elsewhere that they have just dematerialized or like, what are we thinking here ladies? Like, I don't know. I've only <laughs> ever had that happen one time and that was at the Nickerson Sneed house and um, Jake Fife and I were investigating and we had a K2 meter that we were using. Ironically, the camera that we had, the static cam we had set it, sitting up it went out mm -hmm. and after it went out, we couldn't find that. So it was right where the K2 was. Okay. So the camera goes out. We're focusing on elsewhere. When we turn around, the K2 is gone and the K2 is back in the base camp area. We hadn't even been in there. You know, it was sitting in an area that we hadn't even been to. That's the only time I've ever had something like that happen. And we were sitting there trying to figure out Sorry. why that would, you know, how did it get there? Yeah. And then it's just crazy that my camera cut out 
at that time where it would have been flashed right on uh, the table where everything was sitting. I mean, do we think these things just float to the next spot? Well, I think they're moved around. I think they're still in here somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of survival in a prison in the jail was the tools that you had, right? The shanks, the shivs that you created. Yeah. And that was your defense mechanism if you were in a gang or, you know, somebody threatened your life. Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, this is what I can use to retaliate right. against that threat. So for me, I personally think that they're still here. Um, they are hidden. Okay. Um, as I said before, there are a couple rooms that we don't go into. Um, just because they have like the air conditioning handlers and and stuff like that inside, we just have them zip tied shut. So I mean, we are going to look in those and see if we can find them. Um, but I think they're here. Uh, Miranda actually uh, was on a, a remote viewing with a psychic, and she said, "Don't be surprised if you find the scissors on the third floor. Yeah. They were taken from the second floor." Um, you know, the the only thing that we ever got back was a paint scraper that went missing from the second floor and it belonged to Miranda's father. And so finally Miranda got fed up and she yelled, you know, stop taking our stuff and give me my paint scraper back. And she found it on the third floor. Yeah. Um, so, so I think it's here. I think yeah. we will find it. Yeah. Um, but I think right now it's hidden for their safety purposes, what they feel is their safety. Yeah. Purposes. And I mean, you've got to think about it too, that this happened just after we came in and started going through the stuff. So mm -hmm. again, you know, people look at, look at that as a weapon, but mm -hmm. as Christy said, it's more of a uh, safety mm -hmm. or defense. Mm -hmm. They don't know us, you know, we're new in their area. So I can totally understand the mentality. They, they're wanting to protect mm -hmm. themselves uh, if they still have that mentality of, of being an inmate. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if something doesn't turn up in a very unsuspecting area. It just, it, you know, I know I, I can't, you, you know, I just can't let that kind of stuff go. And I, and Marie and I see that you say they go into another dimension. So I get you have, you know, you have something, mm -hmm. right. And you leave it here and then you go back to get it and it's gone. So does it go through the veil? And, you know, if that's the case, you know, because you kind of think about when people have their experiences and they feel they go elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And really what you're, you're probably more talking about something mentally, correct? You go somewhere else mentally. So is it possible that you go somewhere mentally while you're here as them? Could it be a channeling thing that you don't, you lose time in some way that you're actually the one physically picking you, your body, but not you mentally. Right. And you pick it up and, and you place it somewhere as another person, because how would you take a scraper? I mean, it, it, I guess, cause where I go with it is we hear people, investigators all the time say, you know, well, it takes a lot of energy and I'm, I'm not dispelling that. It takes a lot of energy for a ghost to do something as little as pushing something. Right. And now we expect that they're going to pick up a scraper and go put it somewhere else. So is it something that they do to us that you lose time, but you're physically doing it, but under the direction of them? Am I going anywhere with this? No, I mean, that makes, <laughs> that, that, it makes sense. Um, I mean, I honestly, I would have never believed it. Yeah. We, we hear it all the time at mm -hmm. locations. Uh, I've heard the, the girls at Freshy Mountain talk about that. And in my mind, I always thought, you know, you've set something down, you've done something subconsciously, and it's like it, you didn't leave it where you thought you left it. I would have never believed it had it not happened to us, you know, and right. I'm still kind of in disbelief mm -hmm. as, you know, to where it could be. Could a mouse have picked yeah. up, moved off? You know, yeah. I mean, we don't have razor. You got killer mice. <laughs> I don't know that, but, you know, oh my God. what could it be? Right. You know, 
always trying to come up with some kind of logical explanation. Yeah. Watch your back. The mice here are very dangerous. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> handled scissors. Um, well, I lived in a house once years ago and my toothbrush would always disappear. We had this cabinet. It was a really old house and it did have activity and it had a cabinet on the shelf where I kept my toothbrush and all the toiletries and stuff. And my toothbrush always disappeared. And I always thought it was the person I live with and I would find it and everything in the cabinet, I was kind of messy. So everything was just kind of piled in there. Everything would be pushed aside and the toothbrush would be there. And I thought that he was doing it. Same thing was happening to him. And he thought I was doing it. Oh. So that's a lot of physical. I mean, they're all little objects like, you know, yeah. toiletries, yeah. but they're still being, it was, it was being done in a way to let me know. And, and I thought mice too, but the mice didn't like bring it back and push everything aside, you know? So weird stuff can happen like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, oral hygiene is important, no matter what you're using my toothbrush. That's right. But it is. It is very interesting. Um, you know, I, I've never seen the razor blade. I've yet to see it because it had vanished by the time I got back into the into the building. And uh, so I, I've yet to, to know where that is or see it. And again, those scissors were sitting right there on that table. One of us went up to, re to retrieve them and they're gone. So I, I don't like I said, I don't think it has gone to another dimension. I think it's here. And we just moved. Um, that's what I think too. Hidden. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm just trying to figure out though, how they go yeah. from one location to another and if they go in through the veil and then back out to where they want to place them. I mean, you know, again, I don't think things are floating through the air to where they want to move them. But so, if they can touch you, you know, I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, move doors. the doors move here and the doors. Yeah. So, so I mean, there's a physical movement of objects. Just I mean, you had them throw a picture off the wall. Yeah. So right. see, and I guess that's I the stuff that you start that I go through in my head anyways. I'm not sure I can't take it for face value. Right. So I, you know, you start thinking like then maybe that theory that it takes so much energy for them isn't necessarily true. And, you know, maybe there are different versions of these spirits, you know, maybe some come in higher than others. I would assume we have all different levels of living. Right. So why not all different levels of dead? But, you know, these are the things that, you know, especially I think about a lot with them because you're immersed in this almost every day. Like you're in a location every day, every right? day, every day. So, you know, what does that mean? Like the things that you just, you know, you could explore and I don't know, can you, I'll try asking them tonight. I'll ask mm -hmm. any question to these ghosts. They can either answer or not. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm a big believer in just ask, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. ask. And I, I think to Miranda's point earlier, it's just, they have become more familiar with yeah. us and more comfortable with us. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, cause at the beginning, the first, you know, couple of weeks we were here, I mean, it was, oh my gosh, we're going to be yeah. here every night. It's going to be awesome. And it's like, can we go home now? So, <laughs> you know, um, but they have become extremely comfortable with us. Um, you know, a little, obviously more familiar. We get different responses than teams will. And I think that's just the nature of, of being in a location a lot. But uh, so I, to your point earlier, Didi, things have not gone missing recently. Um, but I just don't think they think they need to show us that they can. Yeah. Do you think you get, okay, so you guys take on, you, you guys swap, like who's going to do investigations because it's hard to work at in the museum during the day and then stay up all night for an investigation. So you guys swap, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you're, you've got two separate teams. You have Soul Sisters and you have Ghost Biker and they're very different. Mm -hmm. um, 
do you find when you guys each take on an investigation and I don't know if you've ever done like, uh, you know, if you've got a Thursday, Friday, Saturday or whatever, I don't know if you guys swap back and forth or if one person just takes them all that weekend, but do you ever find that there's certain activity that happens when soul sisters in the house and certain activity when ghost bikers in the house, does it ever switch up and change a little bit? Oh, not, it doesn't even have to be on investigation. I mean, just okay. during the course of a day. Okay. Um, you know, for example, there's one day when I went upstairs, I was here by myself. I went up to the third floor because we you know, obviously have to open in the morning. So I was up opening on, up on the third floor and I just happened to have my cup of coffee with me. And I said, good morning. Anybody want a cup of coffee? And this male voice said, open your eyes. Yeah. Right. So disembodied voices are things that I hear. Miranda okay. seems to attract a lot of humming, okay. um, whistling footsteps. I mean, I've heard footsteps once here. Miranda seems to hear them a lot. Okay. Um, so it's just there's there's different attractions. Mm -hmm. I think I think Miranda's a little bit more in tune to it. Uh, she seems to sense more things than I do, but I seem to audibly hear a lot more. Um, so there's there's those differences, and that's just on a day to day basis. Sure. Yeah, and we're I mean, for the most part, I mean, we're very hands off when it comes to the teams. Uh, we don't jump into the investigations with them. We've had couple friends who have come that's invited us to investigate um, and, and a lot of teams that have invited but because we are a smaller location for myself personally I don't like to add to the headcount now if it's a quieter night and they want me to walk around with them and you know I, I will to see if it will attract some activity um, I have had times you know because we're on site but out of sight mm -hmm. so I have had at times where I've heard stuff in the room that I've been in and had activity going on when they've been in a different area. Um, but really the most of the involvement that we have during this is whenever we walk around given the tours. So usually uh, Christy and I will, will come in together and meet the team. Um, and then, you know, one of us will stay. Uh, but we have had times where they've been separate and just one of us have come in. So uh, in those couple times, I know for myself, when it's been me, we've heard audible footsteps with the team. Um, people have been touched and different things happen. A couple times, that's when a lot of the activity happened, and then it was kind of quieter right. some of the night. But um, at least for the investigations for myself, I, I sit there with noise-canceling headphones on. I, I really want to be you know give them their experience and not be an influence or anything at all. But you probably still are. I mean, as you said, you're day to day, you're there, you're here. The jail is now a part of you, right? Like, or you're a part of it. They've absorbed you as much as you absorb them. So regardless if you're, you're not a, you know, you're out of sight, you know, I would assume, you know, that there are those spirits who are like, hey, Miranda's here tonight or hey, mm -hmm. Chris is here tonight, you know, and, and I think so. they might show up. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. John. What about that box you guys had? I know a while back ago, and I don't know if it ever got resolved. You had a box and it was an object somebody gave you. Does mm -hmm. he still have that? Uh, well, the experiment has ended. So oh. to, to what Didi is, is referring to is we were actually conducting a, an experiment here at the jail. So it ran from January up until the end of May. And um, inside this container was a, an object or objects, we don't know which, that a detective put into this container 
and uh, it was related to the jail and it was related to a murder. That's all we knew. We don't know names, dates, times. We don't know what the object was. So our intent was to allow investigative teams to come in and essentially have a session with this item. They could do anything that they wanted except record it. And so they could have EVP sessions. They could have dowsing rod sessions. And they were to write down anything they felt, heard, smelled, sensed, saw, anything like that. They were to put it in an envelope, seal it, sign it. And um, then the detective is going to go through all of those envelopes read out the responses and, and what the, the teams put on there and see if any of them could tell anything about the item, what the item was, who it was related to, what year it was related to. Um, so the experiment ended May 31st and we um, are still getting with the detective. We have, we have the coordinated time to get with him and he's going to go through those envelopes and then we will reveal the results of that study. So the, the experiment has ended, but our results are still forthcoming. Yeah, oh, I'm excited here. <laughs> yeah, uh, the experiment with the teams. And so we're still finishing a little bit with, with us internally. So mm -hmm. I yeah. can't wait to hear what it is. <laughs> it was well, like somebody said there's something in a box, and I'm like in my mind trying to see something, but I never did. <laughs> yeah, it's a well, it's and again, it's not what you thought. You know, I got to take a little peek at what, what this little thing is, and it is a clear, I, I think it's acrylic. I don't know if it's glass or acrylic, but it appears to be like an acrylic box on a tripod. And um, it's like, or no, it's a whole box with a tripod in it with this tin something in there. And you're like, the what the heck? Like you won't, it's, it's such a, it's such a great, like what a great experiment. And I do hope that they continue to do this because, yeah. you know, we were discussing this and so many times as, as investigators and teams, you know, we think we, you know, we have our little ways of doing things. And this really, you want to talk about the great equalizer you know, this is the way to make this, you know, if, you, if you're saying you're this intuitive person or that you can right. feel things or whatever, here's your chance. You yeah. know, you don't get to touch it. You're going to have the same opportunity that every single person has. And, you know, what's kind of cool is I would love, and I don't know, these pieces of paper they fill out, you know, I would assume there's team names or something, right? Mm -hmm. But I would be curious if any of these people were close or got it, you know, yeah. were they people that even thought they were intuitive? They just wanted to give it a try. Like, I'm curious, like how this will pan out for mm -hmm. just regular old people, you know, like myself, yeah. that would be like, wow, you know, like I could figure that out. Yeah. I, Cause yeah. I don't think you could just looking at it. You cannot just figure it out. And it's not just intuitives. I mean, because the way we have it set up, if you're intuitive, great. I mm -hmm. mean, you use whatever tools you have in your toolbox. If it's yourself, fantastic but then also you know rim pods and uh the edi plus box all of these different tools you know you're we're seeing how it reacts to that and you know we all have a different connection to our own tools yeah. so um so what works for one you know might be dousing rods but what works for another might be their intuition so um so that's what's going to be fascinating is to mm -hmm. see how the spirits or the jail itself decides yeah. it wants to communicate with people and um you know, we haven't really decided how we're going to release the study yet, but I know um, for me, it's it's more about just seeing what the tools people have used, mm -hmm. what the reactions have been to this, and then just what we can find out more so than just what the item in, in the yeah. Boxes. Right. And, it, and just to clarify, the item itself is not haunted. It's not a haunted item. It's an item that this this guy had related to a case. And so what we're wanting the jail to or the spirits of the jail to tell us or give us hints. Again, color, 
dates, times, mm -hmm. uh, names, mm -hmm. anything like that that are associated with this item. So that's really what the experiment was about. And our, our hope was to eliminate all bias out of mm -hmm. it because we don't even know what it is. Yeah. So we can't influence you at all. Right. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not this parlor trick um, game that we're trying to play. We're legitimately trying to see if we can get answers from the jail. Yeah. And we're not going to, you know, I mean, we've kind of talked about this, but we're not going to go and be like, team A got it correct. Yeah, There's, the winners. There's no right. winner in right. this. We may not even release names as to, in fact, that's kind of really where we were going with this, that it's like, if you are an intuitive or, or a psychic or a medium, you don't have to feel like this is a test on your abilities. Right. This is help us out, yeah. you know, yeah. and, you know, it may be just that the activity changes when this item is brought into the room. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be you get these answers. If you don't get answers, hey, that's just like your typical investigation. Right. You may not get something. Right. Um, so so it's, you know, it's not a win or lose type situation. Oh, oh, we got 57 minutes. Look at that. It was like 20 minutes and now we're 57 minutes. Look at that. So, yeah. So this was this this weekend is started off with a bang. Thank you guys for for joining us and invite again yeah. to the lovely hosts. And and um, I look forward to once again investigating with the girls and yeah. and, and Jen, because she's, she's <laughs> a special girl. Yeah, Jen, thanks for being so so <laughs> involved over there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I'm like Penn and Teller. So. <laughs> You gotta have a silent one in the yeah, group, right? Um, so yeah, so Didi, I'll keep you posted when I have a moment. It's gonna be a little busy here in the next few days, but um, you know, I'll discuss some things with you that I probably won't share with everybody because um, you know, I, I I don't know if I want it out there for public consumption, but um thank you, Danny. It was a great show, right? Like it's always great to be with Soul Sisters and and uh, Ghost Biker and the jail. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we will. I'll keep. I'll try to post as much as I can. Thanks, Travis. And then, uh, you know, if anything happens, Dee Dee, maybe throughout the night, I'll give you a. I'll, I'll say that, but I don't know if I'll be wrapped up. In <laughs> I'm not staying up all night. No. <laughs> all night waiting for me. But um, but you're you're behind, right? You're four hours behind. So yeah, it's only so five o'clock. Throw you on live, and I'll walk you around a little bit so you can uh, see where I where I am and what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for your time, and and um, you know, thanks to our to our people in the chat. As always, you guys are awesome and always add to the conversation. We appreciate yeah. that. And uh, I should be home Thursday unless I'm too tired. Then maybe Friday unless I can get a bite on. Uh, Somebody come in, like fly, I'll pick you up and then you just go back to Detroit. So, you know, I'll, I'll pay for a cheeseburger or something. <laughs> um, and yeah, so next week, I don't even know. I don't even know what next week is. Oh, I don't remember. Is it Kitsy, Kitsy Duncan? She is the last Monday of the month. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even know what day it is. I know it's Monday. It'll be the I 20th, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the 20th. It was Rick, but Rick is coming in August. So we had somebody else, I thought. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I so. I'm road trip Sarah right now. I, I have no. I, I don't okay. know what my excuse is. <laughs> I, I brought these and I didn't even do it. I'm so <laughs> excited. So yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. And hey, whatever next Monday is, we'll just wing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'll keep you in uh, in the loop here, Didi. And thank you so much, you guys. Have a great evening. Yeah. Thank you, you guys too. <laughs> Good night, everybody.